We thank you today, God, that every chain be broken. Every chain be broken. Every chain be broken. Every circumstance, every principality, every power of darkness, every vain imagination that has exalted itself above the knowledge of God. God, we cast it down today and we say the chains that are over our minds and the chains of bondage and the chains of addiction be broken and brought down today in the name of Jesus. You be exalted. You are the most high God. You are, there is none other besides you. You are all alone, altogether lovely, and you're the most holy. You're the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. You're the bright in the morning star. You're the first and the last. And God, we thank you today that we know you personally. And we say every chain must be broken today in the name that is above every name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him some praise right here today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, O oh Lord. We bless you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Give us eyes to see what's going on in the realm of the Spirit. God, that we will be like the sons of Iskar, who know the times and the seasons, but we also know what we should do. Let us walk in the spirit. Let us walk in the supernatural. Let us walk in the realm that is, that is heavenly. God, that we can experience your presence and your power each and every day of our lives. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, there's a wonderful presence here today for you to receive. Whatever you need from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated today if you like to do so. Glad that you're here today in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. praying this week the Holy Spirit just dropped a little nugget into my spirit and I want to share it with you today I felt that it was for today I'm sure that we all can relate to something that just 
lasted too long. Maybe it was a movie that you didn't think would ever end. Maybe one like flushed away. Pirates of the Caribbean. If you haven't experienced Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm not sure that you need to. But it is singly handedly the most stupid movie ever made in the universe. <laughs> That's only my opinion. Others, I'm sure, love it. Perhaps it was a friend that you invited to over to visit and they just didn't know when to leave. You ever had a friend that you could just hand, they were great friends, but you could just handle them in small portions. Got a few honest people today. We've all had that pesty cold that just hung on forever. Not enough to make you have to go to the hospital or, or even maybe to the doctor, but it was enough to make you miserable all day long. And it just wouldn't go away. Good things, good things can even last too long. They can be things of, uh, of the nature of sports or a football game or a basketball game or a volleyball game that just never would end. It could, this list, or certainly this morning, could go on and on. And these are frustrating things that happen in our lives, but they're, they're, they're things that, that don't, don't alter our life, but are frustrating our life. And we come to a conclusion that uh, there are some things that really can alter our life, and, and they last too long. Things happen physically, mentally, spiritually. And, and it comes to a place where that we come to the conclusion, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. It's been too long. It's lasted too long. It, it may have even been fun when it started. It may have been okay when it started. But now it has gone on for too long. And this has got to stop. Whenever I was thinking and meditating and this thought came to me, my mind began to rush throughout the scriptures of, of things and, and people who, who dealt with things in their own lives that, that just lasted too long. And, and somewhere along the way, they came to a place where they purposed in their own hearts, this has got to stop. And so today my assignment is not to, to lay deep theology upon you or, or any other thing, only to, to encourage your faith, to speak to your spirit and your faith man. We've been talking about spiritual gifts. And, and today I want to, to, to shake you, to awaken you, to, to be the alarm clock in your spiritual life. If there are things in your life that are frustrating you or tormenting you, that, that you have the power the authority and the right to rise up and tell those things it's time for you to stop amen 
And so today I will just share with you a few stories of the scriptures probably most of you already know, but I want to stir up the gift of God that is in you. Because there was a man in Mark chapter 9 and verse 14, his boy, when he came to his disciples, he said, I saw a great multitude around them and the scribes uh, disputed with them. And immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeting him. And he asked the scribes, what are they you discussing with them? And then one in the crowd answered and said, Master, I brought uh, you my son who is, has a mute spirit. And, every, and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. And he's foaming at the mouth and gashing in his teeth and becomes rigid. So I spoke to the, your disciples and they couldn't cast it out. But they could not. And he answered and said unto him, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? And how long will I bear with you? Bring him to me. And then they brought him and... He, when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed and foaming at the mouth. And so he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And oft times when he throws him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw the multitude come running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit and said to the deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. Amen? Enter him no more. And then the spirit cried out, convulsed with great, and came out, and he became as one dead, so that many said he was dead. And Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Amen? This young man was obviously tormented by a spirit, a demonic spirit. The spirit, you know, I don't believe that everyone that, that has issues in life, it is a devil or a demonic spirit. But I believe that there is a whole lot more of it than we let on to, for it to be. That the torments of hell come and, and this particular spirit would cause him to be deaf and dumb. He, he had a mute spirit on him, but he would convulse and he would... Even from his childhood, he rose up in this situation and his father's recollection was this, that every time when he gets close to the fire or to the water, this spirit will get on him to, to jump into the fire or into the water and tries to take his life. And his father is dealing with this and, and I don't want to read too much into it, only to say that when I read this, I hear the urgency of this father. I hear the urgency of this father that says, I don't know how much more of this I can take. I don't know what else to do. I've tried everything and, and, and still this is going on. Still this is happening. And he said, even, he, he said, even I, I took him to your disciples, but they couldn't do nothing with him. 
I would pray that that's not our church today. I would pray that the American church in particular, that, that people are not coming to our churches and, and looking for help and not finding any. I would pray that people with life-changing situations, things that are altering their life, changing them, I would pray that they're not coming to the place that is called the house of God and cannot find the power of God. I would hope that in this time and we are living in whenever we are dealing with we just sung the song that he is God we sung the song that he will break the chains but 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 is he breaking the chains are are people coming believing but not receiving are people coming with expectation and leaving disappointed is is the power of God available to them that believe quiet here today but I will answer for myself yes the power is still available today some even in the modern day church will tell you that there is no devil they tell you there is no hell that everyone is going to heaven I wish that were true but if there was no devil and there was no hell then the world would not be in the chaos and the turmoil that it is in today the reality is that if you believe in God, then you must also believe there is a devil. Because there's not just good, but there is good and there is evil. And Paul said it like this, whenever I wanted to do good, I found myself doing that which is wrong. I found out that where there is good, that evil is always present. Right? And we see that this man, this father, was in this situation where that he had, he no doubt had gone through everything he knew to go through only to come to the conclusion that the disciples couldn't help him. And it would seem to me that, that coming to Jesus was the last resort. <coughs> and maybe even, <coughs> excuse me, maybe even he doubted now somewhat that Jesus could help him because his disciples were not able to help him. But he said, if you could do anything, have mercy upon us. And it, it would almost seem to me that he was saying, if you can't fix it completely, please just give us some relief. Can you see that? He said, he, he tells them, he said that if you can believe, then all things are possible. But now we look and we see that Jesus is encouraging this man to believe. Huh? He's went through this sad situation with his, his disciples, but now he is coming. He's saying, if you can believe, all things are possible. And the man is flat honest. He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. How many know that we have a lot of that today? We, we've got a lot of folks that believe, but we've got some unbelief. Amen. And, and we believe, but we, we wonder, is it all possible or just some things possible? But when he came to the right place, he came to the right source, he came to Jesus, and we find that when he came to Jesus, it was no issue for Jesus to change what had been tormenting this young boy all of his life. 
You see, we conjure up in our minds and we think of God as just another person and we believe that sometimes that he's limited. But I want to tell you today that he is highly exalted and his name is above every name. Amen. He is El Elyon, the most high God, and he has power over heaven and earth. Amen. Every name has to bow to the name of Jesus. This man came to a desperate situation in his life where that he said, this has got to stop. Hallelujah. And he made up in his mind that I am going to take my boy to Jesus. And when he took him to Jesus, everything began to change in his life. It didn't say, Jesus said, bring him back in three days. Let me fast and pray. No, Jesus just spoke the word. That's the power that we have today in the name of Jesus. We speak the word with authority and Jesus will change the situation. Amen. This has got to stop. David was a young boy, 15 to 17 years old. Whenever his brothers were out fighting Goliath, everyone knows the story, right? 15 to 17 years old, his brothers are out fighting the fight, the battle. And his, bro his father sends him with a, a lunch for him. He said, take a lunch over to your brothers that are in the battle. And in 1 Samuel chapter 17, in verse number 1, it said the Philistines had gathered their armies together in battle and they had gathered in the land which belonged to Judah. And they encamped, encamped there. Amen. When David shows up in the place where his brothers are at war or a standoff with the enemy, he finds the enemy has already entered into the land which belonged to Judah. The place of praise. The enemy has stole a lot of folks, Judas. Stole a lot of folks' praise. He's encamped there in a place that belongs to praise. That, that your shout, your amen, your clap, your hallelujah. Opening your voice and giving God the praise that he rightfully deserves. But if you're not careful, the enemy will have the audacity to come right up in your praise and camp out. Take your joy, take your peace, take your shout, take your happiness Take your peace of mind, amen, and that's where he will camp out in the place that you should be praising your God, but now you can't find a reason to because the enemy is living in your praise. I could preach all day long there, but that's where the enemy was when David showed up. And the Philistines were there. And, and when David came there, he found out that the enemy had not just been there overnight or just for a few days. But in fact, they had been there for 40 days. <coughs> 40 nights. And Goliath was coming out morning, noon, and night. Right? <coughs> Excuse me. 
morning, noon, and night. And he was saying to this army of Israel, send me someone to fight. Morning, noon, and night. This man that was living in the place of Judah. This is where Judah owned. But now the Philistines had invaded it. And this Goliath, this, this big mouth. Amen. Because when your enemy comes, he don't ever come with a wimpy mouth. He always comes with a roaring mouth. What does the enemy Bible say that the devil is like a wimpy lion? Like a roaring lion. Why the roar? The roar is to intimidate you. The roar is to put fear in your heart. Have you ever seen a bully? A bully is always a big mouth. Amen. There was a, a bully at school. He was a big boy. He had, had, had flunked uh, the fifth grade about three times. He was the only one in the fifth grade had a beard. And he was, there was a little boy there. His name was Johnny. And, and uh, he always picked on Johnny. And I told him he was, he was trying, you know, trying to rough up Johnny one day and on the playground. And I told him, I said, why don't you uh, leave him alone and pick on somebody your own size? And he reared back. I said, you ain't want none of this. <clears throat> well, he didn't believe me. And dad always taught me. He said, if somebody, he said, you don't ever start a fight. But if somebody starts it, finish it. I gave him one swing and I hit him side the head and it scared me to death. He hit the ground like a ton of brick. I thought I killed him. But I wasn't going to resuscitate him. I run off. But he was, he was big. He was mouthy. He was all the time running off at the mouth. And that's what our, the enemy always does. He may not have the power to back it up, but he'll, he'll intimidate you with his words. He'll speak into the atmosphere things that maybe he can't even back up, but, but he knows that it's putting fear in your heart. And for 40 days, he's got all of Israel at a standstill because of his roar. <coughs> because of his size. And he's intimidating all of Israel. And David shows up and says, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. He said, he's, he, this man is embarrassing our God. Who is this that is defying God's army? Who is this that thinks that they can roar and they can do all of this and, and, you, and you cower down to them? And, and, and so David, he said, well, he's, he's looking for somebody to fight. David said, what do I get? Because you should never waste your time in a fight where there's no reward. If you're shadow boxing, the enemy is tickled to death and you'll never get anywhere. But what's the reward? And they said, well, said first of all, you never have to pay taxes again. That right there would have been enough for me to fight. But he said, he even sweetened the pot. He said, you get the king's daughter. 
She's a knockout. And you get her as well. Amen. And he said, okay. He said, I'll go fight him. And you know the story. I won't go through it all. But we know that, that he tried to Saul tried to put his armor on him. He said, it's not going to work. But he used what had already worked for him in the past. I want to tell you today that in our life, when things last too long, we just got to go back to what has worked. We got to go back to the word of God. We got to go back to prayer. We got to go back to the power of the Holy Holy Ghost, amen, and allow it to go to work in our lives. And when it, we begin to activate the power of prayer, the word, and worship, and we begin to access that in our lives, it will begin to destroy the yoke that has been placed upon our lives. David said, I'll go and use what I've already proven. And he goes with a sling and with a stone and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and he goes out there and does what all of Israel is afraid to do do amen. <laughs> amen but he made up in his mind this has got to stop <laughs> I mean oh there's a lot of things in our nation that's got to stop <clears throat> there's things in your life that's got to stop they've gone on for too long and the longer you allow it to go on, the longer it's going to stay. But you've got to rise up and determine in your heart, this has got to stop. Amen? I remember the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 9. Anybody? Mark chapter 9, she has an issue of blood. She's dying. She's been to all the doctors. She's spent all of her money. And she's not getting better, only getting worse. Right? And she says to herself, this has got to stop. I'm going to die. This has got to stop. It's got to, it's got to come to an end because all my money's gone. I've been to every doctor and I'm still losing blood. There's no way to continue to live whenever you're bleeding out. You're going to die. And she said, this has got to stop. And she purposed in her heart that I'm going to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' garment when, she, when he comes by. Amen. It's the fact of understanding that she knew that she had to activate her faith somehow. Right? When God passes by us in our worship, he passes by us as we're singing. He passes by us as the word is going forth. He passes by us as we are praying and seeking his face. And we've got to activate faith somehow. Faith is an action word. You will never see faith mentioned in the scriptures except it requires an action. Because it's an action word. They had, the blind had to go to the pool and wash, right? The crippled man had to rise up and walk. The man with the withered hand had to stretch forth his hand. It was action, right? The children of Israel had to step into the water to cross over to dry ground. It, it required action, and it's no different for us today. If we're going to see the miraculous, the supernatural, then we've got to rise up and take action. We've got to do something. And when she seen that Jesus was passing by her way, she would reach out, go through the crowd, and touch the hem of his garment. <coughs> it seems so insignificant. 
Can I tell you sometimes the most time thing that will change your life the most seems so insignificant. <clears throat> it may seem like it's just a small thing. But that small thing will activate the supernatural. <clears throat> he may tell you to lift your hands when nobody else in the room is lifting your hands. He may tell you to come to an altar. He may tell you to walk around the room. He may tell you something that seems so insignificant and small. But it's your act of faith that activates the supernatural. <clears throat> And this woman knew that her, this was her last resort. This was the last thing. She knew that she had to do something. And she purposed in her heart. She said, this has got to stop. And she said, when I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. <clears throat> when I touch him. I wonder today <clears throat> how many Times when sickness comes to us, we just give in to sickness. Amen. Well, it just happens to everybody. I'm convinced some people like to be sick. I know I'm walking on eggshells here. You don't have to say amen. Huh? I watch people on Facebook. I know they glorify their sickness. They worship their sickness. They, they, get, they get all this, you know, sympathy and all this stuff that, you know, people start looking at them. The one individual sticks out of my mind and I, dear God, I ain't gonna call no names. But... Y'all wouldn't know them anyways, but, but I see them on there and, and they're glorifying this sickness because they get all of, all of these people looking at them. Poor is me, woe is me. And they don't even have to go to that level. It can be, <clears throat> can we get real honest? It can be, you know, like the flu hits us and the flu's over. But we milk it a couple more days. <laughs> oh, how you doing, baby? Oh, I'm still aching a little bit. Could you make me some more soup? <clears throat> Ring that bell. Bring me some ice cream. I think it'll make me feel better. We medicate ourselves. We, we do all of these things and we've got, there, there, there is no question about it, even in the church, we've got, more, we've got more confidence and faith in the doctor than we do God. Now I'm not telling nobody go off your medicine, I ain't telling nobody do all, we aren't crazy. Come on. <clears throat> but what I am telling you is we need more faith in God. We need to come to a place where we say this has got to stop. 
and lean in on the presence of God. Lean in on the supernatural. Look, I've never healed one person. Huh? But there is healing power that can be activated in our lives to heal the sick, to set the captive free, to bring healing and hope to those who are in bondage and sickness. And we need to have more faith in our God than we do a pill. Come on now. We need, I thought I was talking to a church that believed in the supernatural. We, but we need more faith in our God than what we do, all of these other things. Yes, thank God for medicine. Thank God for the doctor. But what about Jesus? What about what he did on the cross? What about his healing power that he said by his stripes that I am healed? Glory to God. I want to tell you today that I refuse. Renee says, well, you just, you don't never tell us nobody you're sick or nothing else. I said, that's because I refuse to say that I'm sick. I'm telling you, every day I'm getting better. Glory to God. Every minute I'm getting better. Why? Because Jesus is in me. The Holy Ghost is in me. Healing power is in my body. Glory to God. And that his healing and his power is going to resuminate in within my life. And the healing is coming to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe that the power of God is still real. I believe that he still wants to heal. And I believe that he still will. But you, you can't run off your devil whenever you're still in love with him. Amen. You can't like him a little bit and kill him. Come on, somebody. You got to get to a place where you say, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to be over with in my life. And whatever it is, physically, spiritually, mentally, financially, whatever capacity it is, we've got to come to a place where we say it's got to stop before we'll see the supernatural at work. <clears throat> Shama was in the Old Testament, I believe about 2 Samuel chapter 23. He is with Israel and at the time of harvest, the Philistines were always coming in at the time of harvest and stealing the harvest. <clears throat> Y'all remember that? They would, they would plow the fields, they would sow the seed, they would, they would till the grounds, they would prepare, they would... Uh, take care of the soil all the time. They would water the harvest, whatever needed to be done for the harvest to come in. And at the time of harvest, the Philistines would come in and, and take all of the harvest from Israel. <clears throat> That's until Shammah showed up. And Shammah came on the scene and, and he said, this has got to stop. He, uh, maybe, I don't know, I, I just vivid in my mind, but I can see him saying, I've seen this happen to my granddaddy. 
I've seen this happen to my daddy's generation. But he said, now that I'm old enough, this my generation, this isn't going to happen no more. This has got to stop. There's been toiling in the fields. There's been laboring. And, and we don't even have enough food left to make it through the winter. Oh, no. It's not going to happen this year. Amen. And he's, the Bible said he stood in the middle of the field. They called it lentil. Some people say it was peas. I don't know what it was, but none the fact, none the matter of the fact is this, that, that there was food source there. The harvest was there and now Shammah stands in the middle of the field and he says you might have done it in the past generations, but you're not going to do it to my generation. You're not taking my harvest. Praise God. And he rose up and he fought those Philistines off of the harvest. I want to tell you today that God is saying to us it's time for us to say that it's got to stop it's time for this to stop for us laboring and seeking the face of God and believing God for a supernatural harvest only for the enemy about the time of harvest time for the enemy to come in and sweep in and take another generation and generation after generation but we need to be like Shammah and rise up and say this has got to stop you're not going to get my children you're not going to get my grandchildren you're not going to get my generation this harvest belongs to God and we're going to hold the fort we're going to keep the ground and we're going to receive the harvest that God has promised unto us hallelujah <clears throat> too many times we do all the work only for the enemy to come in and reap the harvest no more says Shammah, no more are you going to get the harvest. How many times have you prayed and prayed and how many times have you seen people do all the right things only to the time of harvest and then get crazy? Folks that are, have prayed for their families to come in, right? And believe God for the harvest. And then their families start coming to church only for them to get crazy. Get upset at something that has no eternal value. Amen. Get upset at the church for things they don't get upset at Walmart for. There's not been one person goes to Walmart and says it's too hot in here and they care. Amen. There's never been one person go into Walmart and say that music you're playing is getting on my nerves or it's too loud or I can't hear it. And they care. But we still go. Amen. And if we're not careful, we'll allow natural things to get us off of the harvest that we've sown so much into. It's hard work tilling ground. It's hard work preparing the soil. It's hard work. It's costly to sow seed into the ground. Huh? And, and there's a great price to be paid only for, only for us to, to leave the harvest at the end for somebody else to reap the benefits of all of our hard work. It, this has to stop. <clears throat> Jesus was in Mark chapter 4. 
he was in the middle of a storm. You remember that, right? <clears throat> he's in the middle of this storm. He's with his disciples. He says to them, let us go over to the other side. Now, as long as the disciples had been walking with Jesus, wouldn't you think that if he said, let us go over to the other side, they'd have known that's where they were going to go? But somehow, the storm became more real to them than what Jesus was. And so in the middle of the storm <clears throat> began to arise, the storm rose up, <clears throat> and the scripture declares that their fear overtook them. Now I'm not saying to you today that, that I would be any different, right? Because if you read the scripture, the Bible said that the waters had started coming on to the ship and filling the ship. But they could no doubt get it bailed out. But they said to him, they said to him, where is Jesus? And you know where he was at. He was down in the boat sleeping. Right? And he said the, he was in the bowl of the boat sleeping and they went to him and they said, Master or teacher, don't you care? We're about to die. We're about to perish here and you're sleeping. You see, the things that, that, that seem like they even overwhelm us are not even a thought to Jesus. Because that's the power that he has. That's the authority that he has. It does not mean that he doesn't care about it. He just doesn't worry about it. But they said, don't you care? We're about to die. And he rose up, right? He went to the top of the boat. And when he got to the top of the boat, he arose and he rebuked the wind and the seas. And he said, peace, be still. Amen. In other words, he said, this has got to stop. Have you ever had a storm that just would not stop? A storm that kept on raging. A storm that got you lost and confused in the middle of your night season. A storm that seemed like you was taking in more water than your boat was able to handle. A storm that it looked like that, that, that Jesus was asleep and, and you didn't know what you was going to do. But I want you to know today that that power that is in his word is still alive and active today. And whenever we rise up and say, peace be still we say this storm has got to stop this has got to be over amen there are some things in your life that can be fixed through time there's some things that can be taken care of in a in a few days a few weeks or a few months but there are some things that has come to an urgent place and you say today it's got to stop it's not going to stop somewhere in the future but you've got to put a timeline on it like that woman with the issue of blood and say when I touch the hem of his garment you can say today is the day of salvation you can say today is the day of my miracle you can say today is the day of my deliverance what are you doing you're putting a timeline on it and you're saying this thing has got to stop in the name of Jesus and my faith is it's going to stop today 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 this thing is going to stop in Jesus' name
say, well, I, I can't demand God to do nothing. And you're right, you can't. But your faith can activate God. Your faith can pull on the supernatural and cause the supernatural to become to work. And that's the reason why that you've got to believe God. Amen. When's he going to do it? You might have heard me around these altars whenever I'm praying for people. And I ask them sometimes, if the Spirit will direct me, when's he going to do it? And they say, well, I hope so sometime. So that's, that's not, that, that don't work. When's he going to do it? It's got to be a now faith. You say, well, what if he don't do it? Well, what if he does? Glory to God. Believe him for the now. Believe him for the now. Say, now is my time of healing. Now is my time. This thing has got to stop and the storm has got to cease. When's it going to stop? When's it going to cease? It's going to cease now. That's my faith. If it don't work, if it doesn't stop now, it doesn't mean I'm going to quit believing. I'm going to believe every moment, every day, every hour. I'm going to believe now is the time. Right? Because I've got to keep my faith in the present, in the now. That this is going to stop. Glory to God. Come on, Anthony, please. I don't know who I've come to talk to today. But somebody in this room today needs to make up your mind. This has got to stop. I know it's real simple today, but I also know it's a word for today. Somebody in this room, you say maybe it's sickness, maybe it's affliction, maybe it's circumstances, but today you say, I'm dealing with something in my life that's got to stop. It's just got to stop. Now, if you're not to that place, then then, then you aren't able to do anything about it. But if you're tired of it, you're sick of it, you've, been, you've done everything you know to do, and you say, it's got to stop, you're in a great place to see the supernatural power of God go to work in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me today, please. Spirit of God, I've done my best to speak your word today to these, this your great people. I ask you today, God, let this be the moment. Let this be the now season. Those who you've brought me to speak this word to, let there be unusual liberty and freedom just to respond to the word and say, yes, it's time for this to stop. It's got to stop today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. There's words for you today. I want you to come. Respond to the word. Come on. Let's respond to the word today. There's things that up. It's time for it to stop. It's got to stop. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 